Dorian Gray is what I live for. Yeah. It it yeah. suits my ghost alabaster any sun causes it to burn. I mean, same. I think that I was genetically bred to basically either live in a cave. Yes. Or someplace where the sun never actually shines. Right from my, uh, the Germanic peoples from which my DNA comes from. You know, I'm thinking like, you know, it's it's all like, think of like how cloudy and mysterious it is in like Stonehenge and like ancient Britain. It's here, you know, it's foggy, it's beautiful. And it's been like, like chilly and perfect and like throw a leather jacket on and just oh my god it's so good um i mean i don't love constant rain but i love rain and i love the sound of rain i mean i do i do i wish it rained every single day oh, and so and i feel like i mean you mentioned germanic background my, my scottish ancestors were probably literally living in caves yeah. where it rained Every single day. So that's where that's where I belong. As John Oliver calls it, uh, sad air. And <laughs> it's just perfect. And so whenever yeah. like checkout people ask me like how am I doing? And you know, they just expect me to say fine and I go, It's my weather right now. And today was one of the first mornings where um it's truly painful to have bare feet on the hardwood of my house (laughs) it's like because it's so it's like 47 or so in the morning like high 40s in the mornings it's so wonderful you wake up in this cozy blanket cocoon you know make that hot like you have like that coffee that you like like cradle in your hands and it warms up your little fingies oh my god it's just my favorite so it's a little bit colder this morning it's not definitely not as cold as i have bundled myself up to be but our friendship level is such that i think you can see me in a grandpa robe and my gym jams and uh not be like really uncomfortable so (laughs) no i'm like i'm like looks good to me sis looks good you know like most geriatric millennials, I spent a significant amount of my free time on Zillow and Redfin. Yep. And I've noticed that the super swanky places in Seattle that you can buy or rent, that there's heating coming up from the floor yeah. in the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that sounds like that would be the ultimate toasty. So uh, we were just we were talking before recording. And last night, my very wonderful friends, Christian and Ryan, hosted a... And I'm just calling them out because one day they'll listen to this and they'll be like, hey. I didn't know I had such a starring role on this media. Right. Uh, they hosted a hot pot night. So it's getting, you know, it was it was very rainy and windy last night. We were inside all toasty. And it wasn't fully vegetarian, but the broth was vegetarian. And I, I, like, mm. I did not care that they were cooking lobster tails on one of the sides. I did not give a shit. Uh, I know. Very swank. Damn it. Very swank. Damn it, Katie. But I was doing like oyster mushrooms and tofu puffs, and they were oh so good. And um, mm. I nailed my sauce. By the way, I was oh, so pleased. Nice. Um, but there, ha- they um bought a house towards the beginning of the uh, pandemic, and it's a little bit. It's newer than my little uh witch hut. And they do have the, the heated floors in their bathroom. Oh. And one of our friends comes out of the bathroom and goes, man, that's so nice, that floor. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to shoot, you know, shoes off household, right? So you walk uh-huh. in, you're like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a nice floor. <laughs> 
One day. One day. Whenever I go, well, whenever I go on Zillow, now I'm always just like, okay, West Seattle, what do you got for me? Because that's pretty much like mm. where things are not multi-million homes, but still cityish. So that's got it. Where I torture myself now. But I'm liking the green nail polish, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I've decided that as it chips, I'm going to slowly replace it with this orange Ooh. so we'll see how quickly we, we show me that orange again that was it's like a sorry it's right over my audacity oh it's like, look at that it's like a leathery brick reddish orange yeah. terracotta orange kind of a yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and it's beautiful and a foresty green i love it because i love it am... today i'm doing my nails again tonight Ooh. they got they got a little too chipped i had to go over i'm th- i'm i'm going back and forth between I have a dark green, similar to what you're wearing. And I also have, you know, like a plum color. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. And then I think I'm going to do like a dark blue on the toesies. Mm, I have like a plum on my toesies right now. Ooh, lovely. But today we're actually going to be taking a little journey. Ooh. Not to the Pacific Northwest. How dare you? I know. We're going to be talking uh, sunnier climates today because I have a mystery to share with you. Because this is a podcast where we talk about wine, mysteries, coffee, Pacific Northwest witchery, real estate, real estate, hot pot, nail polish. Uh, I'm Katie. <laughs> I'm Evan. And we're bi-coastal besties bonding over all the things that we just talked about. I mean, it's what are we going to do here? And oh, 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 before we get in your mystery, I'm so excited, by the way, but before we get in your mystery... Mm-hmm. We were talking about this also before we started recording, but since we've mentioned it on the podcast before, I did want to update the lizards that by the time they listen to this, since we have a few in the can that I need to edit, I will have gotten my microblading done. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so uh, I will either be horribly disfigured, not by any sort of fault of the wonderful woman I'm, I'm going to go to, but sometimes people do react poorly to the ink. So I'm, we'll see what happens. And then uh, I'm, I'm assuming she'll just do like a, a bloop and then be like, mm-hmm. we'll wait a minute to see what happens. And then, I'm assuming so as well. And then also, probably as this is coming out, um, speaking of Pacific Northwest and fall and amazingness, my same little group of friends that just had hot pot, we are going to be going into the woods. <gasps> Not camping or glamping but have you heard of uh and now you're gonna get thousands of ads for it because i'm speaking it into existence but the getaways no where it's like their whole concept is that all of their locations are within a drop like an easy enough drive from a major city and Mm -hmm. it's out in the woods like away from things (laughs) because you're getting away and they're like little tiny, tiny cabins that have like a little kitchenette type thing. There's like a fire pit. And so it's just like a little thing out in the woods. And like one of the walls is like fully glass so that like you're just sort of like seeing the woods. Oh, so you're going to die. Oh, yeah. Someone's definitely going to murder you at this getaway. Well, or, lizards, or I'm glad or, you're here to listen to the end. Or I'm going to find Sasquatch. Maybe both. Why not both? I mean, I, I, I would both? prefer I survive. I mean, I am the fi- <laughs> I, I'm final girl material, sort of like it. <laughs> I think you are, but man, this is 
this is okay. The next episode that we do is going to be the mystery of what happened to my co-host. Good God. And then I'm going to have to fly out to Seattle to go follow in your exact footsteps. And everyone's going to have to hear all night when I'm recording with that goddamn window open to the elements. And then, oh, it's, oh, it's going to be like Blair Witchy. It's going to be like, what's happening right now? Oh, my God. We'll do, you'll do a bunch of Instagram lives. Like, I'm here in the forest. Oh, yes. I, look at this footprint I found. It's a big foot. I found a bunch of black hair. Oh, no, Katie. I, fa- I found a torn gray robe. Oh, no. Okay, look. Oh, no. I love my Seattle friends, but we're, we're not at grandpa robe level with them yet. Real? Well, I feel special. I feel special. Or the romance is gone here, and I'm not... <laughs> Either way. <laughs> the mystery is gone. Either way. You see the, the long johns and the jim jams and the... The jimma jammas. Blanket I crocheted a long time ago that is basically one big pill now. It's It looks, like I said, it looks super cozy. It is pretty cozy. All right, so okay, mystery. So everybody enjoy Katie while you've got her because <laughs> she's going to be gone soon. Okay. Would you like to hear how someone else disappeared? It'll, it'll help give you maybe some clues as to how you, Some tips. you can maybe help people find you. Yeah, I'll leave I'll leave uh, Hansel and Gretel, you know, breadcrumbs yeah, or well, whatever. Yeah, well, maybe this will help you out with why. Wow, everybody. Okay, so today my rabbit is going to chew my baseboards. Hey, Moxie, move it along. <laughs> it's spoopy season. Spoopy season. I wanted to find a spoopy story. I found very mysterious disappearance that happened on Halloween in 1988. The soundtrack for our story, everyone, I'm going to give you the Billboard Top 10 for the week ending October 29th, 1988. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Number one, groovy kind of love with Phil Collins. <sighs> Number two, Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Ooh, that's good stuff. Number three, Wild Wild West by The Escape Club. <laughs> Number four, Red Red Wine by, of course, UB40. I mean, that's my theme song nowadays. <laughs> What's on your mind, Information Society? Mm. Uh, this one I'm not familiar with. Don't you know what the night can do by Steve Winwood? I don't know. I mean, if it's not higher love, do we care about Steve Winwood? Probably not. I don't know. Open question. The locomotion. Come on, mm-hmm. everybody. There's a brand new dance now. Never Tear Us Apart by NXS. Yes! Uh-huh. And my favorite for the last two, I don't know why they were in number nine and ten, Miss Whitney Houston, One Moment in Time, and Sir John Bon Jovi, Bad Medicine. Love it. That's a very eclectic yes. mix for the... The late 80s were an eclectic time. I mean, you had that weird, like, 60s resurgence of some of the Beach Boy stuff. Yeah. And, like, that Kokomo song. Like, some of it was just... But then you had NXS, so it was kind of... It was, it was a little mishmash of a lot of different things. Yeah. So today's story is going to focus on a guy whose name is David Stone. Okay. In October of 1988, he was 29. He was born in El Paso, Texas. Was living in La Jolla, California, and working as... I've seen different reports. Some said he was working as a stockbroker. Some said he was working as a stockbroker analyst. So not really sure which end of the stockbroking he was doing. 
And I will tell you, here's a note. Everybody, in your minds, close your eyes, think of this. Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Kyle McLaughlin. I'm there. That is, David Stone definitely had that look going on for end of the 80s. Damn fine coffee. All right. <laughs> Man, now I really want to watch Twin Peaks. It's so fucking good. It's so I haven't, good. I haven't watched it, like, in so long. Back back. A long time, in yeah. so long. Uh, but so unfortunately, my binging this weekend is, one, I'm trying to get back into reading books. And oh. two, I haven't been to my Animal Crossing Island in, I think, two and a half weeks. So I don't know who's You need gonna... to go and get up on the Halloween-ness. That's, I mean, what's wrong with me? You gotta. And, you gotta. And, and I haven't started Squid Game yet. Oh my god, I was going to say, I don't know if we're going to finish Squid Game tonight or not, but man, like, alive. Considering my current obsession with certain parts of Korean culture, you think I would say, be like on top of this. It's just, I've been like, I, every time I wanted to start it, I was such a slug person this week that I, just, I was just like, I don't want to like fall asleep during Battle yeah. Royale Brutal Squid Game, but I would no. because I had no energy. So I was just like, no, this weekend I'll totally... no. Anyway. Korea just keeps giving us these amazing cultural gifts. I love it. Anyway. I love it. I'm so sorry. Anywho, so, so, Kyle McLaughlin David. vibes for David Stone. Yeah, yeah, with the hair, the hair, the dark hair, the slick back. Nice, and the, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a late 80s, early 90s guy in business, mm-hmm. so I the, the butt, white button downs with the But, like, tie. Kyle McLaughlin and not, like, Christian Bale and American Psycho. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, he was giving me heavy Kyle McLaughlin vibes. Got it. Heavy. So even though he's stock brokering or stock analyzing, whatever it is that he's doing in La Jolla, he was also taking some classes at something called the Advertising Academy okay. in La Jolla. So, you know, a man's trying to expand his skills. Got to give him props for that. And he apparently had a few good friends that lived in the neighborhood with him that were also students at his school. And a few weeks before Halloween, David gives a presentation. So the class all had an assignment that they had to design a magazine cover for a place they would like to visit, which sounds like the most fun homework assignment ever, doesn't it? That sounds like something I'd have to do in, like, my graphic design intro classes. I love it. I love it. Um, And how were they doing this in the late 80s? I don't know. Oh, that's they were for sure cutting shit out and pasting it on things. You think they were pacing it, and then they were doing a color copy to make it look slick, Mm -hmm. and then you couldn't, that's what I used to do, and then you couldn't see the tape when you copied it. It was like, how did that happen? Okay, I'm back. So, David's, (laughs) David's presentation was on Sedona, Arizona. Okay. And he talked very passionately during the presentation about it as a place where people could go for vision quests if you're part of the New Age movement, and that... If any of the lizards are not familiar, your vision quest in the New Age movement, it it was really believed that you would isolate yourself and you could do a lot of meditating and it could lead you to all sorts of inner truths. I thought (laughs) when you said you're going to do a lot of meditating, I thought you were going to say you would do a lot of drugs. And um... you would think, you would think, however, drugs, I, when I first saw this, I was like, surely we're going to be talking about drugs. Peyote never, uh, right, like, never factors into this. No, I don't know. No ayahuasca journey, nothing. No like ayahuasca that. yet. But that's um, also it's, and we will say, the vision quest thing, super appropriative. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. David was 
quite, quite <laughs> point. But all of his friends in class were kind of surprised by this because they had never heard him talk about New Age philosophy or Sedona. And white lady woo-woo shit. Everybody was like, mm, like, what, what the hell? So his friends were asking him about it. And he was just still like so passionate. He's like, oh, Sedona's just like fascinating. It's such an important place for the New Age movement. So I was like, and had no idea he was this into New Agey stuff. So now we're going to fast forward to October 28th, 1988, which was a Friday. And like you do on Fridays, David had a Halloween party at his apartment. And it was estimated that there were about 20 people that came but all the guests said it was really pretty laid back. There was drinking, but not crazy drinking. There weren't any drugs there. Everyone's just having kind of like a chill, good time. Okay. But at the end of the night, David saw two of his friends practicing putting with his golf clubs. Okay. Like you can imagine some bros do. They just mm -hmm. found some golf clubs and they're like pretending like they're putting. And this set David off. And he flew into a rage, which was totally uncharacteristic of him, and he started to punch one of these guys just repeatedly. They said he punched him between 20 and 25 times. That is a and overreaction. Yes, like yes. Agreed. Super <laughs> overreaction. So his friends split up the fight, and they said that once they split up the fight, that David seemed to really be in shock, like he couldn't believe that he had done this, and everybody left. Yeah, that puts a damper then, on the evening. Yes, yes, everybody just leaves. But one of his friends left their jacket, so he had to go back to get the jacket because it was pretty cold that night. And when he, David let him in, and he got in, he got his jacket, and when he tried to leave, he said David stood in the doorway and said, don't you know what he represents? Like, don't you know what he, meaning David, represents? Don't you, like, don't you know who I am? Or, like, don't you know what he represents, like, the devil? Or... Do you know what he represents? The guy who t touched his putters without asking? Op open to interpretation. Okay. Open to interpretation. I'm going so his friend's confused. I'm going with the devil, but okay, continue. <clears throat> so his friend's confused and asks him if he's okay. Yeah. Like, bro, are you all right? You good? You good, bro? And David said, you know, I think I actually need to take some time to really think about what I did tonight. Agree. Which sounds Hard agree. healthy yeah. and appropriate. And then the next Monday, David's not in school. And all of his friends kind of just assume that he needed to give everybody some space after what happened at the party, which again, Fair enough. Would, would agree, would agree. That Monday also happened to be Halloween. 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 Spooky, so scary. <laughs> Werewolf for mitzvah, spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. Werewolf for mitzvah, spooky, scary, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. So, the day after the party, which was Saturday, October 29th, David told his roommate that he was going to get out of town for a few days and uh, get his head straight, which again, good, and that he was going to go on one of his vision quests to seek spiritual guidance, and then after that, he was going back home to El Paso because he was scheduled to go to his best friend's wedding where he was going to be the best man. Okay. And that was going to happen on November 3rd. Mm -hmm. So he's going to get out of town. He's going to stop somewhere for a little, little vision questing and then end up in El Paso on November 3rd for the wedding. Because I guess 
if you're driving from La Jolla to El Paso, like if you wanted to like just connect it, right? Like you could go through Arizona to do that, and and yeah, it's gonna be a pretty straight yeah. line. You're gonna go California to Arizona to New Mexico. Yeah, boop El Paso. <laughs> That's what happens when you go into El Paso. You, you go, go boop El Paso, <laughs> boop El Paso. So Halloween morning, which was Monday, he walks into the desert in New Mexico. And we know this because around dawn, a farmer saw him walking alone on a dirt road. And it was really unusual to see people on this stretch of road. So the farmer just starts a conversation with him. And according to this farmer, it's very chilly at this time of year. But David was only wearing a t-shirt and shorts. And that he, but also using a walking stick. So just keep this image in your I'm mind. so sorry. I'm imagining it being like a fucking rain stick. <laughs> like that you get at like a touristy shop and being like. White, white man woo-woo shit. <laughs> you know? Um, so the farmer's like, hey, buddy. You all right? Do you need a ride? Because seeing this guy dressed inappropriately, I'm assuming, he is assuming this guy may be like his car broke down or he's lost or something. And David says, no, no, I'm good. I don't need a ride. I'm out here looking for the beast. See, I, I told you the devil. So his dad believed when they asked him about this that the beast was talking about the negativity in his life. Why would you be looking needs, for it? Which he needs to conquer. Oh. In order to see his vision for his vision quest. Oh. Yeah. And several other people that were local to the area saw him walking around the desert that day, mm -hmm. acting strangely, talking to himself, saying things like, I am the power, be gone, which I can see being like a new agey woo-woo yeah. thing, right? And then David just vanished. No one knows what happened to him. So his friend's wedding was November 3rd. And when he didn't show up, of course, his friends and family get very worried about right. where he is. So the police go looking for him. Mm -hmm. They use some bloodhounds. They track his scent to a stretch of New Mexico's Highway 80, which was 14 miles south of a place called Road Forks, New Mexico. And they found his car parked at a weird angle and abandoned on the side of the road. Now, his parents also went through all his belongings in the car, and they found a note that said this. They think the word is in the safe. Six knives in Rob's room. Use, buys your tea, and use, take your chances, Halloween. I know! So then at this point, they, they bring in planes, like little little Cessna-type planes yeah, and yeah. trackers on horseback to try and find him. They don't find him. So his car, where he had parked it at a weird angle beside the highway, from where his car was parked, it was kind of in front of some, quote-unquote, pyramid-shaped mountains. And normally I'd be like, well, it's a mountain. But apparently, pyramids are important the New Age movement. And then there are several other instances of pyramids that pop up. And so they're like, well, did he leave his car here facing this way? 
on purpose. Like he like was driving, saw these mountains, yeah. screeched to a halt. It was like off mm-hmm. I go. Like so this. Yeah. So is the assumption like he saw them, he got out, the bloodhounds had tracked him, and they found his car, but they they tracked him to the beginning of his walk, and like he left his car, and that's when he encountered the farmer. Is that the yes. thought? Okay. Yes. When the searchers are fanning out, they also find, first they find a pyramid made out of rocks surrounded by a triangle. And then they're like, that's really weird. So they keep looking. And then they find the next day, another pyramid of rocks. And next to that one were David's Rolex. Because yeah, he had a Rolex. And two quarters. I must shed myself of earthly wealth. <laughs> this, these two quarters I was going to use to buy exactly two cans of Coke in 1988. Not anymore. Uh, not anymore. Then they find something else that was really odd, which was some numbers that he had written into the sand. Okay. Well, they assume it was him writing this into the sand. Do you know what the Fibonacci sequence yeah that's the spiral right so you add the the number before it to itself and it just and when you Mm -hmm. graph it out it makes us like a shell yep yeah that's right so lizards if you're not familiar in mathematics fibonacci numbers form a sequence it's called the fibonacci sequence and each number is the sum of the two preceding numbers and you start from zero and one and the sequence is important because it comes up over and over again in unexpected places in mathematics. And nature. Also it, in nature, exactly. So examples of that, which I think is really cool, branching of trees, leaves on a stem, apparently the fruit spouts on a pineapple, follow a Fibonacci sequence, uh, a flowering artichoke, pine cone, bracts. So, I mean, cool stuff. So three miles to the north of where one of those stone pyramids was that David built, they found a series of numbers written in the sand, and it was basically a Fibonacci sequence. And they're like, well, he would have been really familiar with this because they use it in stock market analysis, apparently. Yeah. I didn't know that until then. (laughs) Sorry, lizards, since this is an audio medium, I made a what the fuck face because I was like, they do? Question mark? I know literally zero about stock market analysis and what stockbrokers or stockbroker and an analyzers analysts yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, I was I was a little baffled to find that they would use a Fibonacci sequence. They they do, except if the sequence goes one, one, two, three, five, eight, thirteen, twenty-one. Mm-hmm. David replace the number 21 with the number 18. And they're like, that's really weird because he definitely knew the sequence. So why would he, it had to have been intentional. Right. It wasn't like, it wasn't like he was way up in the sequence and like misadded or whatever. Right. So they were like, was, was it something personal to him Mm -hmm. or was he trying to tell everybody else he needed help? Which I was like, well, if he needed help, it seems like he would just write help, help, (laughs) but that's just me. So they were like, okay, so what's significant about 18? And I said, well, he wore 18 in his senior year of college football, which seems like, I don't know. Okay. Okay. He did leave his car at mile marker 18 on the highway. So maybe, 
But we don't really know. Maybe this is like a Taylor Swift thing where she's obsessed with 13 and he's just like, this is my Maybe, favorite number. Maybe, right? Could be. Um, so the bloodhounds were able to track his scent from his car to 13 miles north, mm-hmm. which was the intersection of Highway 80 and another highway, Highway 10, and then his scent disappeared. So they were like, mm, don't know. I mean, it's, it was an intersection of a highway. Like, maybe he got picked up by somebody. Exactly. So they're like, maybe he just, I don't know, too much pressure. He left. He's taken a longer vision quest than we anticipated. I don't know. So it was a mystery. Uh, this showed up on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries on season three, episode seven, which aired in 1990. Um, I would highly recommend a watch. This is probably 15 minutes segment on the unsolved mysteries episode which is some excellent fashion that's all i'm gonna say but then in february of 1992 so four years after he disappeared two hikers found his remains in the desert near granite gap new mexico which is about five miles from where his car was found but it was in an area that had definitely been searched the first time around so, Ooh. yeah, and of course, at that point, the medical examiner couldn't tell, right. like, his cause of death, his time of he death, just, his manner of death. They did, the, the medical examiner just was like, yeah, he did. That's, that's, some, that's, some, that's some bones. Uh, he said there wasn't any evidence of foul play, so there's like, maybe it was dehydration or just exposure, but who knows at this right. point. So the person who led the search in the county said... We never found out where he got his water. We never found discarded food wrappers, which is, they said it's really, really unusual if you're spending that amount of time out in the elements, not to find any evidence of like a water container. There wasn't anywhere for him to have gotten his water from. No evidence that he brought food with him. Mm-hmm. He said, we're not used to looking for people who don't want to be found. And so to this day, no one knows what really happened to David, why he was acting so strangely before... He left La Jolla or the meaning behind his clothes. Weird. Right? Very weird. Because it's like, okay, well, if they, they searched that area and they hadn't found him before. So is it like, well, was he just out and about and he circled around so they didn't find him before and then he ended up there? Or was it, well, he was by that, you know, that intersection of those two highways is where he was tracked to. Was he picked up by a psychopath and then killed and then dumped after the search was over? Um, you know, who knows? And like, where, where is his walking stick? Was his walking stick with his, <laughs> sorry. Uh, let me tell you though, I Google maps, uh-huh. mile marker 18 on highway 80 in New Mexico. It is as desolate as you would imagine. It is. I was shocked there was another car like parked on the side of the road in the Google image. Oh, really? I was like, but it looked like, you know, it was like some kind of a tanker, like a long haul mm-hmm. truck had like stopped there for the night, maybe. I mean, it is, in the words of Ellen Marsh, best. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, it's a, you look at your GPS screen and there's, it's just one color. It's just, there's nothing. There's no. Yes you know, thing of note to stop at. There's no... But also all the mountains are pyramid shaped. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's how mountains work. They have peaks. <laughs> or valleys. Peaks. Yeah. And, uh... yeah, just the, that's what they do. <laughs> it goes up and it comes out. 
in a triangle almost. Uh, yeah, mm. that's that's fascinating. And like, I wonder about that note. Is it like was it like free writing? Because that seems like like another sort of new agey thing to do to sort of like zen out and just sort of like f- free associate and write what's in your head. Um, the fact that he wrote Halloween is very spoopy. Spoopy. Um, wow. I mean that there's just so many. It's and like we've talked about this before, like when when you have a story where someone kind of disappears without a trace, and like yeah, they they did find him. There was just the fact that there was nothing. There was no food wrappers. There was no evidence, anything like that. And then all of a sudden, oh boop, there he is. Is it? Yep. Yeah, boop, yeah. boop El Paso. Boop. Uh, <laughs> boop. It's just sort of like, was it was it like the story we covered way back when in episode? where it was they found that body in the creek like later and they had definitely searched there he oh, wasn't yeah he, he wasn't mm-hmm. waterlogged anything like that where it's just like was he placed there that's where right I, that's right. what that's my my intuition or my gut thought is that maybe he got to that intersection and was just like, Jesus Christ, someone save me. Like I'm dehydrated. I'm whatever. Yes. I've gone on this quest. I didn't plan this out very well. Oops, oops, oops. And tried Clearly. and tried to hitchhike. Maybe was killed by some whoever picked him up and then dumped later. That's what I think. Yeah. If, if it wasn't for the fact that it was an area that they said they had searched earlier, I'd be like, he, yeah, he just got dehydrated there. and, and died. But yeah, I don't know. Also, I think the other lesson here is if you're going to be the best person in your friend's wedding, it's not the time to stop for a vision quest. And like, if you freak out about someone touching your stuff, which as an anxious person, I kind of get where like maybe his putters were just like to the side and like, why are you fucking touching my stuff? But you are drunk enough or whatever that you're going to freak out. Um... I don't think that needs a walk in the desert to think about. I think that no. maybe needs just some anger management. <laughs> but also, you invited the people to your house, so... Like, maybe, like, put things in a closet you don't want them to touch, or... I mean, I assume you invite people to your house, they're going to touch your stuff. I mean... Well, I mean, I'm not, go- like, going through someone's stuff and being like, hee, 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 I have found this thing of yours. But, like, again... Oh, like, not that. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, it, 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 I would find it weird if, like... I had people over and then I just like walked into your room and someone was like using my kettlebells, which are in like a closet. <laughs> and I'd be like, why are you doing this? Um, I wouldn't fly off the handle. You wouldn't just start punching them over and over again? Lizards. Uh, what do you think happened? This is a very spoopy story. I mean, spoopy. let's be honest. If you're in New Mexico, not that aliens are confined in New Mexico, but could be aliens. I mean, could be. Also, New Mexico is gorgeous. I don't know if we've ever talked about that before, but I've always thought New Mexico is just absolutely gorgeous. Breaking Bad, I was like, yes, thank you. The scenery, I mean, every time they showed it, I was just like, who, who wouldn't want to like sit and look at that all the time? You know, um, I love watching the Roswell reboot, and I have I asked Super Husband to uh, add it to Ye Old Plex. So if you yeah. if you want to get into it. There's a bunch of episodes of Roswell on there, and it's be- it's absolutely beautiful. I don't know if they... I actually don't know if they actually shoot in New Mexico, but whatever their establishing shots are, very pretty. <laughs> um, plus, New Mexico's just got some fabulous names. Yes. Truth or Consequences, great name. Albuquerque, 
Great name. Great name. And, and if a person has only ever seen it written and never heard it, it's going to be funny. Albuquerque. 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 The French made it all the way to New Mexico? That's crazy. Albuquerque. Albuquerque. I just assume that there's some hilarious pronunciations due to, as you and I have discussed in the past, my server days when people would order guacamole and jalapeno cheese. Well, that's what happens when you live in Maryland. Also... Also, how dare you? The other thing that New Mexico's really got going on is the green salsa. They do a lot of the Christmas salt where you can get like one enchilada red, one enchilada with the green sauce. Oh, so good. Give me that tomatillo. Give me that tomatillo. I'm hungry. <laughs> I should have eaten more than a bowl of Wheaties before we did this podcast. You ate your Wheaties. Oh, Aww. so cool. Uh, lizards, let us know what you think. Uh, we can be reached online at Wine Times Pod at, on Instagram and Twitter or our personal accounts. I am at Katie Haas. MM is at True Crime Wine 69. And we'll be back next week with probably yet another spoopy tale. And okay. with episode 50 next week. So maybe <gasps> maybe I'll try to figure out something special. Um, but yeah. Thanks for bearing with us, and thank you for understanding uh, our little break in release as I have been brain dead from my day job. Uh, until Wink gives us that sponsorship money, uh, I have a day job, and sometimes <laughs> afterwards, after after it, I just want to sit down, and that's what I have been doing. <laughs> we all need that. But yeah, we'll see you guys later. Come pop a bottle with us next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.